The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why digital marketers should adopt programmatic advertising now. Joining us is Vitaly Percherski, who is the COO of StackAdapt, which is a self-service programmatic advertising platform used by hundreds of brands and agencies around the world. StackAdapt's data-driven platform combines state-of-the-art machine learning with a clean and intuitive user interface to provide media buyers with an easy way to plan, execute, and drive the best performance across all inventory and publishing partners. Yesterday, Vitaly and I talked about why programmatic advertising is actually growing, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about contextual targeting's next level. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Vitaly Percherski, the COO of StackAdapt. Vitaly, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Good to be back. Thanks, Ben. Excited to have you back and excited to continue our conversation where yesterday we talked about some of the evolutions of programmatic advertising, where maybe programmatic advertising shouldn't be called programmatic advertising anymore. It might just be advertising. It's just the common way which we're buying media across all channels. I think at this point, it's safe to call it advertising. <laughs> Digital marketing, the media buying, we're still going to go with programmatic advertising for the sake of making it sound fancy. But look, everybody's that's buying media is using real-time bidding, whether you're doing display marketing, audio advertising, buying videos. In theory, you're even using programmatic advertising when you're on YouTube and Google because they're using some of the same technologies that we think of with programmatic advertising. And so let's get away from this notion of, all right, should you be using programmatic or not? You're going to figure out what's the right method and channel to deliver your media, but you really need to understand who you're targeting. The web is a big place. The world is a big place. There's lots of potential listeners out there. And if you're going to protect your budget, you need to be able to target effectively. Talk to me a little bit about some of the targeting criteria that have been developed since we last talked about programmatic advertising. I would say definitely an area of interest for us and increasingly important topic for marketers is contextual advertising. And it's largely driven by changes at the legislation level. Obviously, everybody heard of GDPR and CCPA, privacy legislation, which likely will continue down that path, giving users more control over the data, pushes platforms to introduce other ways to reach consumers in an effective manner. 
Obviously, another change is from technology platforms that are considering removing certain identifiers like cookies, for example. So essentially for marketers right now, they oftentimes don't even see certain opportunities to deliver ads to users because they may have opted out from having their data processed or they simply want to leverage other engagement models in order to reach those users. And I think historically, for many years, the narrative has been that third-party data and data on the user level is sort of the holy grail when it comes to delivering results for marketers. But we're actually increasingly seeing that it's not the only way to deliver results. And one of the really powerful way of doing it through contextual advertising is by virtue of having that precision of being in the moment when people are consuming content related to the brand, which is usually very difficult to do using third-party data. Okay, let's do a little role-playing here. I am thinking about doing my own media buying. Not actually true. I, I really like Mopod Media. They do most of our advertising and help us grow our podcast. But hypothetically, sorry, Mike, we're pulling our budget and I'm going to go try to buy media myself. And I'm going to use Stack Adapt or maybe I'm going to go create my own SSP through a company like Ecom. And I'm just going to go start buying media to try to drive people to listen to my podcast. Okay, great. Wonderful. Maybe I'll start marketing to people to create their own podcast. I got to figure out the signal to get them to listen. Now, my show is about marketing. I should probably try to market to marketers. Am I better off taking the enriched IP addresses that I get from my podcast to try to create a lookalike audience based on my existing listeners using a lookalike signal? Or should I just be focusing on contextual advertising and starting the market to other brands that are serving content? Do I go after the marketers or do I go after the marketing websites? What's going to be the most performant for me? This is going to be entirely a guesswork at this point because it really varies company to company. I would say the best way to know is just to let it battle it out and see what actually works better for you. If we're thinking specifically of marketing to marketers for podcast creation, my gut tells me that A, there might be limited amount of contextually relevant environments where you can deliver that ad. So you have to be really thoughtful about how you create contextual targeting within a platform to be on those precise pages where those marketers could be. As you can imagine, the tough part would be isolating listeners from people who actually create podcasts. That, I would imagine, be the main challenge with contextual advertising. With lookalike targeting, building lookalike audience off of people who listen to your podcast, obviously, would be tricky because you want to target people who would be essentially decision makers about choosing to create the podcast, right? So I would say my strategy as kind of removing my marketer's hat and putting my business hat on would be a combination of outbound prospecting combined with some solid account-based marketing and sort of being omnipresent using both lookalike and contextual strategy. Okay. So let's forget about trying to get people to create their own podcast. And I just want a bunch of people to listen to my show. So I'm going to create this interesting little ad that's going to drive people to my Apple podcast link, and I'm going to start targeting marketers. I can either create a lookalike audience based on my existing audience, and maybe I want to do some age filtering. Maybe I'm doing filtering by specific job function, right? You can do all of these different types of filtering, but every time you're adding a different filtering segment, it seems like that cost goes up for the media. 
as opposed to I can just buy specific websites where I'm displaying my channel. Well, what's more cost effective generally when I'm putting these segments together? I'm going to do a lookalike audience and I'm going to filter by makes $250,000 more a year of household income. And I'm going to look for people that work in marketing and I want them to be left-handed. Or should I just go and say any website that is categorized as a marketing website, I should just promote my content there? So for lookalike, I would not restrict yourself on specific websites. With contextual advertising, I would say this is probably, again, I would never recommend just isolating one strategy unless one of them proves to work better. And the truth is you're probably engaging slightly different users, right? Reaching a user in a contextual environment inherently means that they're in the moment researching relevant topics. So if they're on a marketing related website, reading about top marketing podcasts, for example, that's a great, obviously, timing to tell them, hey, MarTech Podcast is a great podcast that you can check out. Whereas lookalike targeting, they might not very well be in the moment to actually be interested in listening. And they might not be in a moment when they are willing to sit down. But you can obviously build that additional awareness. And maybe at some point, they search for it and find it. So I would say, I just want to run them side by side, even for a rather meaningful time. And you can try turning on and off and seeing, okay, we're going to run them both side by side. How do they perform on a, just a click-through rate? If you are tracking some listen-through rates, you can look at that, at the quality of the user. If you have technologies to track their whether they return and listen to it again, but then maybe the second month, you want to turn off one of the strategies and keep one of them and see how that reflects onto overall listens and overall metrics. You want to continue essentially to experiment and zero in on a mix that works for your brand. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. This is always what scares me about programmatic advertising and running my own campaigns in general. There's so many decisions. How many impressions should somebody reach? What's the landing page experience? What are the age criteria you should be targeting? What's your max bid? 
what SSP should you use? What type of behavioral targeting do you use? There's a million different variables that you can pick and different ways that you can run a campaign. So it's not just the science of delivering the ad. There is an art to programmatic advertising as well. Media buying is one of those complicated topics where, sure, you can test and you can A-B test and you can figure it out. What advice do you have for marketers who are sitting here saying, well, I've got small budgets. I need to see effectiveness. I don't necessarily have the ability to test and iterate and figure out what works. I, I need it to work for me to continue to invest in the channel. Are they better off going to a media buyer or should they roll the dice and try to become their own media buyer and buy advertising direct? Marketing is no different in my view than just overall concept of building a business. <laughs> and building a business, there's definitely bits of it that are scientific, but a lot of it is art. And there's definitely no way to make everybody successful in the business world. And marketing is just an extension of what a business needs to do to be successful, right? So absolutely, there's a healthy mix of having aptitude and tools and the team and resources to make it successful. So unfortunately, there's no shortcuts there as much as we try to build them. If you're a marketer thinking of, do you want to outsource your marketing or do you want to in-house it? Both of these models can be successful. Myself, I'm of belief that it's always better to in-house things because you have a lot more control over it long-term and you can build competence, even though in the beginning it might feel more intimidating. But historically, that's how we've approached it at Stack Adapt. And we try to in-house and build as many things ourselves as possible, because even though it's more cost upfront, more effort upfront, but in the long run, you can really build on that knowledge, like really level it up over what you can get from somebody else. So my recommendation would be to build that in-house capabilities. Try to figure out if you can buy your own media, understand what works as opposed to relying on paying somebody else to test it. At the end of the day, it becomes a math equation. I could pay a media buyer 20% on top of my media buy or a fixed retainer for a couple grand to go buy my media and use their experience. Or I cannot pay them and try to figure it out myself. But I then have to go pay the platform fees and the media fees. Talk to me about what the platforms cost to be able to run a programmatic campaign. What, what do you guys charge at Stack Adapt? And how does that compare to some of the other vendors around there? At the end of the day, whether you use platforms yourself or you outsource that cost, the technology piece costs the same for the most part. I think the piece related to outsourcing media buying, in order to evaluate it, maybe it might seem like obviously it's more expensive to outsource it versus in-house it in the short run. But I think one of the areas that few people think about, and this is why I think far from everybody has in-house. And if we time travel back to 2015, 2016, everybody was talking about in-housing media. And there was a sentiment that every brand will just in-house media buying and agencies will have no work in media. But the truth is it has not happened. And that trend actually reversed and fewer brands have that ambition to in-house it. And I think it's largely driven by the fact that it all comes down to people who operate these platforms. And if you're a brand looking to build this in-house capability, it needs to be very intentional because if it's not intentional, then if suddenly you lose a resource that operates that platform or you lose that endorsement from leadership, then essentially you're scrambling to try to find a backfill that gap in your organization. Whereas if you outsource and you have potentially more predictability in some ways. So to think about the cost of in-housing versus outsourcing, it's not as straightforward as saying, oh, I'm paying X number of percentage to my agency, so it's more expensive by this many dollars. I think there is also inherent risk in in-housing too. So to my point earlier, as much as I like in-housing things, that's a decision that has to be carefully evaluated and have 
proper leadership endorsement and leadership support to make that decision. At the end of the day, programmatic is just part of broader advertising strategy, and it's part of broader marketing strategy. So a decision about in-housing or outsourcing essentially comes down to whether you can realistically expect to be successful with your overall marketing strategy if you're using a mix of essentially outsourcing and in-housing, whereas you maybe in-house like a very thin sliver of some of these capabilities and you rely for everything elsewhere. So sometimes that decision could be that, well, there's just so many more capabilities that potentially are offered through a third party and a consolidated third party that it might be easier to consolidate through a third party. So I would say decision about in-housing has to be bigger than programmatic. It has to be essentially expand into broader advertising and potentially broader marketing topic that for many brands is a big undertaking. Each marketer has to make their own decisions on how they want to allocate their budget. If you're the type of person that can test and iterate and move quickly, and you've got the bandwidth to understand, learn, and be able to optimize campaigns, if that's your core skill set, there are great opportunities for you to buy your media at scale on the cheap. On the flip side, lots of companies use media buyers. They use agencies. And sure, they're padding the price of your advertising because they need to cut a profit too. But it doesn't mean that they're not adding value. There is real learnings from having used the platform and understanding which levers to pull to drive efficiencies. It's each marketer's own decision how they want to allocate their budget. But at the end of the day, like we mentioned, programmatic advertising these days is just advertising. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Vitaly Percherski, the COO of StackAdapt. If you'd like to get in touch with Vitaly, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is stackadapt.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.